Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, and as always, wishing you a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever or wherever you are tuning into the podcast from. And I always feel excited to give that introduction out, particularly when I know my guests are in a different time zone and at a completely <laughs> to where I am. Joining the podcast today from Portland, Oregon um, is Brooke Gracie. Brooke is the Marketing Manager for Campaigns at C-Event and Cody Lisk, Event Quarterback over at C-Event. Guys, thanks very much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Now, I feel somewhat under pressure today on the podcast uh, podcast listeners because um, I am in the unenviable position of having two podcast professionals as my guests. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brooke and Cody host uh, the How Great Events Happen podcast, which is Cvent's own in-house podcast that was launched um, a, a short time ago. Um, and we're going to be talking today about the power of podcasts for events and about their own podcast. So guys, as, as I said, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I guess it's probably early in the morning now for you guys. It's 4 p.m. UK time at the moment. Uh, 8 a.m. I, I drug Cody out about 6.30 this morning. So if there's a few yawns, you'll have to... You're definitely getting caffeinated. James, so. <laughs> yeah. e e excellent. Well, we've got caffeine on the go. We've got plenty of water and we've got loads to talk about today. So um, the power of podcasts, I, I don't know if you, if you guys will, will agree with this initially, but um, I've seen... Podcasts have been slowly, 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 slowly creeping into everybody's sort of consciousness. People have been aware of them. Then they may have tuned into one or two. Then they may have subscribed to one or two. But from where I sit over in the UK, just in the last 12 months alone, it seems to have just exploded the whole podcast world. More and more people are doing them. More and more companies are doing them. You see different celebrity ones, different subject matters. And I think a lot of it ties into how we now digest media particularly tv you know we're so used to now to on-demand tv services that i think people have suddenly realized that they can tap into any subject matter they want to via a podcast um yeah. i think it's been a, a great thing to happen how did your own podcast come about well you know actually it's something that i've been wanting to do for a really long time i'm kind of an avid podcast listener my my favorites are crime podcasts so we can start there, but, um, you know, working in marketing, we're always looking for innovative ways to get in front of the audience, in front of planners out there. And I just always wanted to have a Cvent podcast, just another way to kind of share our wisdom with um, people out in across the world. And I pitched it internally and people were I mean, honestly, a little skeptical. Like, how do you even start a podcast? There isn't like a rule book out there. Yeah. Um, I took Cody out for drinks one night. <laughs> I, I maybe gave him a few too many and convinced him to do it with me. And here yeah. we are. <laughs> now, it, it, it's great. And, and it's brilliant that you say, how do you do a podcast? Because one of the beauties about it is there is really no rule as to how you do it. You know, do it live, pre-record it, edit it. Um, have an introduction, don't have an introduction, have fancy recording studios, don't have fancy recording right. studios, do it straight into your phone, into your laptop. I mean, that is one of the beauties about it now is that digital content means that anybody can create it and deliver it. Yep, exactly. And I mean, we honestly made some mistakes right out of the gate, just when it came down to recording equipment. 
you know, we were doing this for the first time and we probably bought what, like three different sets of recording equipment before we found that you don't really even need that much. You can literally just like right. use a little recorder and sit in a closet if you want to and it sounds professional. Yeah, we took advice and had these giant microphones. It was like a really professional radio studio and we realized <laughs> that's not very practical. We wanted something that we could just record on the fly and maybe go talk to guests like on site or something. Yeah, take it on the road. Portable. Yeah. Sure. And to, and to let, let all of the Event Industry News podcast listeners into a, a, a secret, the microphone that I use week in, week out, having experimented at the beginning with various different options and mixing desks, I thought what I need is one of those microphones that you can just plug in with a USB straight into my laptop and take anywhere. And I thought, ah, and I ran upstairs to my youngest son's bedroom and he had a PlayStation and he had one of those karaoke singing games that you have to sing along a bit like uh, Guitar Hero, yeah. but for vocals. Yeah. And I remember he doesn't, he, doesn't, he never ever plays that anymore, but I'm sure he had two microphones. And lo and behold, buried under his bed, two microphones, both with USB uh, sockets on the end of them, straight yeah. into the computer. That was four years ago. And that's the same microphone I've used every time. You don't need the fancy equipment to do it. No. It just needs to work. And, and that is the beauty of it. Um, g g moving things over to, to, to Cvent, um, for most of our podcast listeners and, and watchers will be aware of Cvent and what it is as an organization, as a company. It's a global event tech company. It's, it's in a, I suppose, broadly speaking, event management platform with over 300,000 active users every month in over 100 countries. So when it comes to content, when you went to convince the people at Cvent that why you should do a podcast, I would look straight at those figures and say, look at how much reference material we've got and look at what we could be talking to potential customers about. Definitely. I mean, when it came to content development, um, we didn't want this to be a Cvent, uh, yeah. you know, Technology. advertisement, right? Like mm. the name is out there where we really wanted to take is all of these learnings that we have just from being in the industry for so long and broaden the conversation mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, we talk about all kinds of, of things. We've had a episode about human trafficking and how that relates to events, um, you know, different rules and regulations, G, um, GDPR, GDPR, right? Like, yeah. so it's not, we didn't want it to be just that advertisement, we really wanted it to be thought leader. And we have the luxury of having access to all kinds of deep knowledge about the industry because we are such a large global company. Mm. And just looking through the episodes that, you, that you've published already and looking at the subject matter that, that, that um, has been dealt with, um, how do they do it? Cvent on Cvent Connect, okay, that's yeah. Cvent one. But, you know, finding success in the business of meetings, um, You've got, are you trendy? Which I think is a yeah. great one, you know, because we're always talking about trends <laughs> yeah. in the events industry. What's hot, what's not, what people should be yeah. doing. Um, check your bias, diversity and inclusion events. You know, the, we've got a really broad range of subjects that you guys are dealing with here. And I noticed as well that you're able to draw on the particular professionals within your own organization that can actually add the expertise when it comes to that particular subject. Yeah, um, and what's really interesting about the content, and this ties into kind of what we're talking about today, is we actually wanted to use the podcast to drive attendance to a lot, big live event that we were having in Las Vegas. So mm -hmm. all of those topics that you see there are actually teasers for big sessions that were going to be happening at the live event. So it was a great way to kind of give people an insight into what we're going to be talking about. And if you want to learn more, come join us in Las Vegas. Right, great. And I guess then that shifts over nicely to what we want to talk about 
in bigger terms on, on today's episode, which is the power of podcasts for events. And events are always looking at new ways of engaging their audiences, of driving registrations, of making, turning registrations into actual attendance and reducing that percentage of pre-registrations no, and, and, and who become no shows. Um, and, and I guess that what I see straight away is this element of practicing what you preach. You guys are running your own event, using the podcast to drive attendance and engagement with your own event. But this is something that your own clients can be doing themselves, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about the live podcast that so we did. Thinking, yeah. yeah. So that was one of the coolest things that we did was having a live podcast as Event Connect. The whole subject of that was like, how do we throw this giant event that was just so successful and cool? And we got a few of the people from our uh, planning team up there and we kind of just asked them some questions. We used our mobile technology where we had polling. So people mm -hmm. in the audience were able to really kind of um, ask questions in Q&A and we were able to gauge you know, what people wanted to know. And we were able to ask these really great questions from these people that wanted to know how we threw this event. Yeah, was and then we saw a huge uh, increase in subscribership after that. So now we have taken this audience that we sort of nurtured when giving them a little bit of like insight into what they might learn at the live event. We do the live podcast there. We get tons of subscribers and now we get to engage with them for months and years after the event is even over. So it's like continuing that engagement in a really cool and thoughtful way. Sure. And, and, you know, I know that events, if you take a, um, a fairly sort of stereotypical conference uh, type event. You know, we're well versed now as organizers in putting out tweets or social media posts, looking at the different sessions, you know, putting stuff onto our websites to say, here is a synopsis of this particular session and what it's going to be covering, what it's been talking about. And really, we're only talking about going a little stage further in order to turn that same pre-event marketing into a podcast where you can actually hear people talking about it, aren't we? Yeah, and we use it all together too. You know, we're we were live tweeting at the live podcast. You know, we use our social media channels to help drive um, to the podcast. And then we use that to then drive content to our audience as well. So it's like all of these marketing channels working together in harmony to really um, build these relationships with our audience. Something I mentioned um, at the start of the episode about um, when we're talking about equipment and, and what is the right way and the wrong way, and really there is no rule book, you know, you can do it right. however you want to do it. Something that occurred to me at an event last year is that um, when you look at a panel discussion uh, at a conference, so you may have a, a facilitator or a panel host and then three or four guests on the stage and they're all talking about a particular subject. If you're looking at trying to convince a company or an organizer whether or not a podcast is worthwhile, point at something like that and say, you're already doing it. You're just yeah. not recording it and putting it out as a podcast. Because that very panel discussion is itself a podcast just without actually going up onto a podcast platform. All they've got to do is record that, top and tail it, and they can put it out. Totally, that's exactly, it made it so easy because we were already planning on having something like that. But having that, like, I was so shocked, Brooke, at how, like, popular it was everybody wanted to come to the session and see how a live podcast goes and and really interact with with the panelists as well yeah and then all those people who couldn't travel to las vegas got exactly. to be part of the event as well yeah uh, absolutely how, how much um uh, in terms of then actually utilizing your own podcast as a platform to say to your clients why don't you do your own what here's what we could do What's the feedback been like so far amongst your own clients? Have you actually been able to talk to many of them about whether or not they may look at doing something similar themselves? And, and is that something then potentially that Cvent could 
uh, deliver as another string to your own bow in helping your own clients deliver their own podcasts. Oh, that's a, it's a dream come <laughs> true right there, James. Yeah, I'll, you do, our, that could be our full-time job. Um, <laughs> i got to say, like, a lot of my clients came to the live podcast, some of my big clients that I work with, and they didn't even know that this was something they could do for their own company. Mm-hmm. This is something that was like a brand new concept for them. And when they saw us up there doing it and, like, how much fun it was and how much engagement we had, it really started to kind of get those wheels turning. Um, so they're kind of just starting to think about it now. And I think that we are really kind of moving that conversation forward by doing this. And we really want to be seen as, um, yeah, people that our customers could come to and get that expertise. Like we said, we've made a ton of mistakes along the way. And mm-hmm. um, we figured out how you can really use this as a live event strategy. And so, um, you know, we truly want to be kind of those experts to help others. Uh, I think it's actually surprising because um, people have been coming out of the woodwork like, you know, I did have a podcast, but maybe I'm not promoting it as much mm-hmm. as you guys or understand the value. And so this has been kind of eye opening for them as well. Mm. We're creating more competition, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Makes us better, I guess, right? <laughs> did, did you find that there's a, a certain hesitancy d- despite having wonderful marketing strategies, event organizers and companies or agencies who organize events may be slightly hesitant in actually entertaining the idea of sitting in front of a microphone quote unquote uh, and actually talking about it themselves that, that, that they would actually prefer to put it down sometimes as words on a tweet or as words yeah. on a blog or as words on a press release and there's a, a level of uncomfortableness of stepping into the unknown about actually talking about it themselves totally i mean there are always there's always somebody within an organization that wants to be famous, right? They want to be the face, right? There's, all, there's always that person that's the first one to step up when you want to do karaoke and is always the one that wants to do the webinars. Just find that person within the organization and use that energy that they have. It doesn't have to be your VP. It doesn't have to be your planner. Just like whoever it is, the millennial, the person that listens to podcasts themselves. Yeah, the really extroverted personality. There's always one, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing here we're all thinking the The, the, the three of us would not be sat where we're sat at the moment unless unless we were those characters but um sometimes i I mean i don't know how in your experience but sometimes some of the most unexpected guests are the ones that stand out and provide the the, the best you know you you might have a a certain guest who comes and you think are they going to be great you know, they're going to be great. And it goes fine. There's nothing ostensibly wrong with it. But then you might have somebody else who think, oh. and I've looked at subjects before on this very podcast where I've gone, oh, really? Uh, how, how are we going to get 25 minutes out of that? And before you know it, boom, it's one of the great episodes. You know, it's just really great. And I guess that this is what, this again goes back to how powerful podcasts can be in that you're bringing people not necessarily out of their comfort zone, but bringing people into the marketing realm who may not necessarily work there day to day. They may have no place day to day in their organizations within the marketing side of things. But when it comes to actually getting them to talk about a subject, have so much to offer. Yeah. We have so many experts out there. Um, Cody and I, and I hope we don't make Larry mad, but <laughs> we did not, we were not stoked about doing a podcast about GDPR. Yeah. Like, it's a subject, really. I mean, for us, it's about, like, right? come on, who's going to want to listen to like, you know, policy, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. But we found somebody that was passionate about it, Larry, who is um, the, the illegal. Yeah, he, yeah. And, and he like loves the stuff and he was so funny. And it's like, 
our highest listened to episode. So never think like, oh, this is going to be too boring. Even the edgy topics, you know, like the human trafficking, you know, those you don't often think about, but that gets a lot of listens because there is such a correlation between what we're doing at live events and this um, human rights violation that's happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I, go for it. See what the audience likes and then use those learnings when you do your next season. Yeah, that's a really good point too. Like we go into it thinking like, what are the subjects we want to talk about and yeah. things that we find to be really interesting. And then when we look at our statistics, we end up seeing that maybe our audience is really interested in other things like GDPR. Yeah. So it's really interesting to analyze like what our audience wants to listen to versus what we think our audience wants to listen to. Yeah. It kind of helps shape what we're going to be doing for our future seasons. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and this this is um, something that I often find uh, happens when we're, when we're doing our own podcasts is that it's only when you actually verbalize something and, and speak about it. And this is the power of doing something like a podcast or a YouTube video is that actually when you get people speaking about a subject, it opens up so many other subjects and you're right. probably you're scribbling away thinking, oh, that would make a really interesting uh -huh. subject actually in its own right and something else. It's only by speaking it actually that we open up these other possibilities that we may never have encountered. Yeah, definitely. We see that happening too, where like we get into a subject and we realize like, wow, this is super interesting. We're going to make like a two-part episode. Yeah, or bonus episodes, yeah, you bonus know, content. if you wanted to, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it really can kind of is like a spider web. And what we found is, I mean, we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of even our colleagues recommending subjects and things that we never thought of. So it's really cool to just kind of go back to the audience and say, mm -hmm. what do you guys want to hear about and get those suggestions to run with it. It makes your job easy. In terms, in terms of digesting things as well, another 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 point I wanted to throw at you guys and get your opinion on is that um, go back to GDPR. You know, it, it was it was it was huge for us. You know, a, a couple of years ago, you know, everybody was having to to become compliant and reassess their their, their their data policies and how they manage their data and blah blah, blah all of that stuff. And to actually understand it was quite difficult because you could Google it and you could find hundreds of websites, you know, solicit law firms, agencies, consultants, all offering their advice and you could spend hours reading it. And yet in a 10 minute YouTube video or a 10 minute podcast, you could actually just listen to somebody explaining it who knows the subject matter really well and understand it. Yeah. It, Nobody wants minutes. to read pages yeah. and pages of information. Like, tell me a story. Like, help me understand it in a more entertaining way. And people are absorbing information in snippets like this now. They're not sitting down and watching a two-hour you know, show or reading a book about something. They want, like, quick, give it to me now. I'm in my car. Yep, exactly. I got 20 minutes free. Okay, let's talk about GDPR and help me understand. And I'm then I get to the office and I'm on my way. It's just like giving them an easy way to to get this info. That's what I love is that I feel like a lot of people are auditory learners and they want to listen to something rather than take time out of their busy day to read a big long you know manual on something. Yeah. So and the fact that we're able to really reach out to people on their long commutes and have them you know understand a subject that might be a little complicated. Yeah. While they're on the way to work. What I think yeah. is interesting too is that planners have planners are like a unique they are. personality. People <laughs> who are in the planning industry, we we're we're kind of crazy, <laughs> but we also are really passionate about our job. And so what we have found is that people who are planners are in the planning industry are craving information that they're willing to 
um, listen to outside of their normal day to day. Yeah. Like they're reading articles, uh, you know, at home at night and things like that. So it gives us a really unique opportunity to catch them when they're not in the office. They're still wanting to get all of this good insight. Mm -hmm. but, but but people can multitask when it comes to wearing a, a pair of headphones. Maybe um, you can. You know, I can't. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Or, 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 it, it, people are very used to, you think historically, offices where they have the radio on, you know, it's really sort oh, of common, totally, yeah. common over here. I don't know what it's like in the US yeah. and in offices over there, but, you know, having the radio on in the workplace is something sure. that is, is commonplace, it, certainly in the UK. And so people are used to concentrating on their work and their main task, but having yeah. something on in the background that they may not even realise it, they're absorbing the information or whatever the guy's speaking about on the radio. And, I saw and, Cody working on a spreadsheet the other day for like three hours with his headphones in and he was just... It just made it so much easier. Listening to some podcasts during yeah. that time. I mean, we all have those like hours of the day where we're like, you don't have to be laser focused. Maybe it's just kind of a manual. Maybe you're, you know... I feel like I do better when I'm multitasking like that. Like my, I get kind of like in the zone, but I'm also absorbing information too. Yeah. I feel like I retain it a lot better. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. then what's cool is then you go back to your colleagues and you're like, you're now you're the smart one, right? <laughs> you're telling them about all this stuff you learned and then they start listening. So it's like really cool word of mouth too. So. Do you have a, a, a running list of, of subjects and things that you would like to do? Because obviously there's only a finite amount of time that you have available to, to, to move away from your day-to-day -day jobs to actually record the podcast. Have you got an ongoing list of, of subjects that you would like to, to talk about and guests you would like to get on? Yeah, we just wrapped season one. And yep. so now we ha are finalizing our content for season two, which is actually going to lead us into our big event in London. Right. So we're going to be pulling cool um, content that is maybe even regionalized, related to maybe how events are a little bit different in London than in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll be leading in there and then hopefully, fingers crossed, doing a live podcast in London as well. Fantastic. And, and again, just go back to your, your own job title, which is what easily yeah. podcast listeners, the best job title we've had on this since <laughs> Event, event event quarterback and if you don't know what a quarterback is look it up and google it and you should be ashamed of yourselves instantly but in your day-to-day -day role cody are you um are you really sort of looking at and able to, to to tap into loads of subjects that you think that would be really good to explore out in a little bit more detail i guess with that overview of everything that's happening it must give you a really good position yeah absolutely my job is really focused on the technology and project managing uh the technology at these large events and making sure that they all go off without a hitch. So in doing so, you really kind of get to see these little corners and these nooks and crannies of like, what are the things that could possibly go wrong that people really want to know about? Yeah. And doing so also, like I talk to so many different people that are attached to events that I really get to hear that chatter about the things that they're really interested in too. So really kind of just doing some networking on the side of, of doing this, of my project management is really helpful. Yeah. One thing I haven't asked is, are the guests in season one, uh, were they all uh, staff members from Cvent within the organization? Um, or have they been drawn from, from other, other yeah. parts of the world as well? well yeah, it was yeah. probably more non-Cventers than actual Cventers. In fact, okay. we would more likely want to interview somebody that isn't internal, but is actually somebody that someone internal introduced us to that's an ex expert outside of the organization. And like with my job and like the, all the people I get to talk to, I'm always surprised at how many people are interested in the podcast mm -hmm. and just volunteering and they want to be on it. 
yeah. ask people they can get involved. And it's really just, it was very surprising. I was not expecting that. But just, just the fact that they know that we're doing it and that I'm the person that they can go to and they, maybe they want to be famous too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe so. I, I wouldn't quite, are we famous? I guess we are, I suppose. In the, it, it, Wait, are you telling us we're not? Well, yeah, I well. Oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just adding a level of sort of uh, humbleness to, 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 to. You know what? That is not our strong suit. <laughs> no, no. We tried that. It didn't work well. Yeah. No, but, but we do like being seen as like, the scene as the leader you know we want people to be able to come to us with all kinds of suggestions and they do and it's really cool that they now have this sort of this platform that they can use too yeah and i guess you know again for those of you who know steve some of you may not but that that very much ties in with the the ethos of the of the company doesn't it it's always yeah. been an innovator it's always been a company that has grown to the size it has because it wants to to lead the way rather than respond to what other organizations are doing uh, they very much encourage us to be what we, they call intrapreneurs, which is if you have an idea, pitch it to us and let's run with it. Let's use all this. I mean, there's, cause there's a lot of really innovative young people that are part of this organization that are doing things like, you know, we're listening to podcasts. Hey, we should do one. And so they're very supportive internally of us kind of running with these special projects as, as we come. That's what I love about our podcast is that like we were able to really be entrepreneurs. We were able to like identify that there's a, a need for a podcast, uh, you know, at our company. We took the reins and just did it. And I mean, it, people were a little skeptical at first, but it really just took off. Yeah. And like now we have a lot of traction and like we have a lot of interest and like it's not going anywhere now. We did something cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, it, will yeah. forever, it will forever be yours. Yeah. I know, right? It, it will forever be yours. Um, guys, it's been wonderful chatting to you today. And it, and this is the first time in however many five years, I think, of, of, of doing the Eventless News podcast that I think I've, I've actually spoken to guests about their own podcast uh, yeah. and, and about very the radio. Very meta. <laughs> so so it, it's been great to do. I've got two things to ask very quickly before we wrap up today's episode. Okay. First of all, tell us a little bit more about uh, the, the, the event in London that, that you touched on. What's that for? Who's going to be going and, and when does that actually happen? Yeah, so it's going to be, I think, the second week in October. Um, if you want more information, go to cventconnect.com. Um, it is, we've been doing this for many years. We get people from all around the world to come join us in London to um, listen to thought leaders about what they're doing in events, learn more about Cvent's products and services, whether you currently use or are thinking about using. Mm -hmm. um, there's great exhibitors. I mean, honestly, it is probably one of the most entertaining events that I go to as well. So, um, I mean, it is really a great way to uh, learn more if, if that's something that you're interested in and it's growing exponentially every year. So much fun. We were yeah. there last year and it was just such a blast. Such a blast. F fantastic. And the most important question, season two, when will it be available uh, and how can people get it? Yay, <laughs> season two, it's going to be launching in actually just a few weeks. Um, if you go to cvent.com slash podcast, there are links links to everywhere so that you can subscribe. Um, we also pair every episode with a blog post just to go a little bit deeper into the content. So that's a cool way to um, find out more. So 
how great events happen. Um, find us and please listen. Subscribe. Yay. Fantastic. I'm sure there'll be loads of people who listen to the Event Issue News podcast hopping straight over there now and searching for it. And, and, and I would recommend it. I've listened to some of the episodes myself ahead of today's recording. They're really easy to listen to, guys. They're really, the, the, the timing of them is great as well because as we've spoken about in our own episode today, you know, you can digest them. You can listen to really quickly on your way to work, put them on in the car, put them on your headphones when you're, when you're on your commute. Um, and like all good content, content it, 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 it's it absorbs really really easy so congratulations to you both on the success of the podcast yeah. and, and congratulations and, and good luck for the ongoing success of season two and beyond that our guests today both from Cvent, joining us from Portland, Oregon. Brooke Gracie. Brooke is the marketing manager for campaigns at Cvent, and Cody Lisk event quarterback brackets best job title in the world. <laughs> oh you flatter me thanks James. Also from Cvent. No, not a problem at all. If, uh, if you're watching today's episode of the podcast via eventindustrynews.com, have a little nosy around and have a look at some of the other features and content that's available on the website whilst you're here. But also, don't forget that you can go over to your favorite podcast downloader and get all of the podcasts as audio-only versions, as we said, to listen to on your commute or when you're out and about. If you are listening to today's podcast... Go in the opposite direction. Head over to eventindustrynews.com. You can see videos of all of our podcasts, archive material, and loads of great features and information about what's happening in the events industry, not just in the UK, but across Europe, wider afield, straight over into Asia, and, of course, our friends over the Atlantic in the USA, Canada, North America, and South America. Stuff for everybody out there on eventindustrynews.com. Thanks again to our guests, guys. Brilliant. Thank Enjoy the rest so of your day. Um, I know it's an early start. We'll see you in London in October. Yes. That us to the end of today's episode. My name's James Dixon. This is the Event Industry News Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.